Welcome back to Retail Therapy on the Sunday Scaries podcast feed. My name's Will DeFreeze. With me in the studio today, my loyal co-host, Barrett Dudley. Barrett, how are we doing today? I'm, I'm doing, uh, it's a mix. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm mixed today. On one hand, weather, absolutely delightful. My new uh, A24 and online ceramics Spring Breakers 10-year anniversary tee came in, which I'm, I'm proudly uh, showing off today. Um, on the downside, I'm having a conscious of crisis um, because I've, uh, I, I'm, I'm putting together my, my derby suit kit, which I came in here all bold and brash, like a couple of weeks ago being like, I got this. What are you talking about? Nothing's wrong. I'm just going to wear what I, what I got. Cause that's perfect. And now I, I, I tried it on for the first time last night all together. I'm not loving it. I think I need a new tie. I need a little bit. I, 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 uh, the, uh, my inability to sew like even simple things like moving a button on a sleeve would, would. That, that would be huge right now if mm-hmm. I was able to do that mm-hmm. because I'm having a thing where I got my new shirt in. Shirt's great. I like the light blue under mm-hmm. the green, but the sleeve button, the cuff, it's too loose, so it's hanging out too much from my jacket. I'm st- I, I'll am be honest, Barrett. I'm stressed as hell right now. Plus, my, my tie, the brown, it's giving fall. I need it to give spring. My, if Had I gone through with my original fit that I wanted for Derby, I would have showed up giving Joker, which is not <laughs> what I wanted to show up giving. And now I'm going to show up, and I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Did you lock down that, that purple Drake's tie? <sighs> no. No. Okay, I, uh, okay. To be is honest. That, is that what? Because so, I, I know you were thinking green suit, purple tie, which could have. Well, I, uh, I can't, I'm not doing green suit. I don't want to spoil anyone have else's you, fits have here. Have you but, seen the SNL about doing Joker, by the way? No. Okay. I'll, well, I'll, sh- I'll share later. <laughs> I somehow haven't, even though you and I are like the two people who still watch (laughs) SNL front to back. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, dude, we're in grind time. Uh, We're doing a very rare Friday recording of retail therapy. At this point next week, we will be at the Kentucky Derby at this point, or I guess we will be in Louisville. uh, And the next day we we will be at Derby. And and I'll be honest, Barrett, I, I feel just as far from what I'm wearing to Derby now as I was when we recorded last week, a week and a half ago. Uh, I have my suit. Uh, I'm thinking about going super casual underneath the suit. I'm thinking about maybe doing like a linen a linen shirt, a little party shirt action under the suit instead of going classic. Okay, so you're thinking right now maybe no tie. You're going to shoe the tie. I may I might I might I might just go no tie. Damn. Um my, my one of my issues is that like I kind of want a fun tie. And by fun tie, I don't mean like a keyboard tie or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like I you want, should do a keyboard. Tie, I want though. something that's a little more out there for derby. Right, it's a right, time right. to dress up and be more fun. It's yeah. a time to have a fun twist on your suit. Do- the Drake's tie that I want is simply sold out. Right. It's also really expensive, but I think as far as expensive ties go, I liked that tie enough to to bite the bullet and do it. But yeah. I, I'm just in dire straits. Um, ties, as I've come to learn. They're 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 very expensive mm-hmm. on the uh, on on the upper echelon. Yeah, I texted my guy at Buy George today, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What t- what ties you got?" And he sent me a couple. He sent me like their array of ties, and I like I was like, "Okay, give me the deets on this one and this one." Uh, both are well over two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like a and lot of people. Like, okay, a lot uh, of people inherit like their their dad's vinyl collection. I would love to inherit my dad's tie collection, yeah, of which yeah. it, it is very, very deep. So, so are you saying that I should not liquidate my entire tie collection because it's just not working for him anymore? No, but, I think you hold on to um, it a little bit and let it appreciate yeah, for a little it, bit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Let the styles come kind of come back into vogue because mm-hmm. ties definitely. I mean, just like everything, they go in and out. But yeah. the 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 derby prep is definitely high highlighting how how rarely we get to dress up and wear suits anymore yes because like there's just like the little things that i've forgotten about like my very casual kind of green seersuckery textured j crew suit which has a little bit of a boxy fit is not working with like a like a luxury silk tie here's the thing. like it needs a very specific tie to go with it oh as someone who has a a dark green linen suit I've I've confronted this a million times, and now I have two ties that I really just rotate yeah. in and out. It's tough. I mean, uh, I now I like I, so I had someone reach out to me, and they're like, "You can't go derby hat. Like that's not that's not for you." And okay, I and okay. I actually respect that. Yeah. But like, what I'm not what I'm not sold on um, avoiding yet is a baseball cap of some sort. And I'm not talking like you know a, a I'm not going to wear like some like lame dork dad cap. But yeah. I'm like, if I can locate some type of hat that makes it look like I'm Hunter S. Thompson at the Kentucky Derby covering okay. it, like right. in like the old school way, sure. maybe I could do something like that. But right now, like we've got a suit and we have nothing else. I, I, I'm panicked. I'm excited though. I am very I'm excited. excited. I mean, and you know, I think, I think it's all going to come together. 
I think there's, there, you know, the stakes are just too high. I don't think either of us are going to break this. I, but, <laughs> but, but that being said, there's, there's some work to be done. There's work to there's be done. There's work to be done. There, now, um, as uh, I, one more thing, we'll touch on this again later. I, I, I believe, I think it's in the rundown. There was a pink version of the Rico shirt from, <clears throat> get ready to ring the bell, Randy, Ame Leondor. Uh, and, uh, and, I'm pretty much at capacity on la- on the lace shirt front. Uh, I'm getting I, there. I, you know what I mean? Like I'm I've got a f- I've got like three now. I think that's plenty. How, like how many lace shirts um, does one man need? <laughs> um, I really liked the pink version, and had I been a little bit more prepped, like it had all this. Had I known that I was, you know, stressing over Derby a little bit earlier with a little bit more time to prep, I might have gone after the pink Rico because I did the I did the OG Rico for Dylan's wedding last year. To, to great success. So I you know, think lots of hand clap emojis. That is kind of, I'm not going to go lace underneath my suit for Derby, but I might be going a similar cut shirt underneath my suit for Derby. Yeah. I have yeah. one shirt that I know or I'm hoping will work, and we'll be finding out shortly after this podcast recording today. And so we okay. shall see. All we right. shall see. Uh, uh, sorry, can I do one more check in? Yes. On, for you, just as we're, you know, we're just uh, talk, talking the talk, right? Um, in why? Next, uh, let's see, I guess when this comes out, it'll basically be next week. Correct. Uh, or no, the, it'll be, yeah, the next week. Um, looking like pretty pretty nice weather there. Are you, I'm feeling confident about my about my my New York kits, my Nordstrom shopping experience. I feel good. All that's going really well. I feel so, good. Barrett, so le- less stress there, and I just want to, you know. We both, Barrett and I both had styling appointments with Nordstrom. Yeah. They both went well. I, I, I'll be honest, if it's warm weather there, I'm going to be in good shape. Uh, I have pants and a shirt, but both will suit me well in warm weather if need be. And by warm, I just mean like yeah. if I walk a block, will I sweat? Right, right. Which, right. based on how much I walk in Austin, Texas, I probably will sweat in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might. I just, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been doing my homework on on uh on our on our interviewee. Mm-hmm. Yes, on our interviewee, Gian. Um, very fashionable guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's stress. So. It's stressful interviewing people who know their <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Like, there's some people where I can go into the interview and be like, you know what, this person's here just to have fun, and right. I'm sure he is too. Yeah. But when someone knows their shit and they can immediately just be like, well, that's not how it is. It's, like, oh, oh no. And when yeah. and when also there's a, an audience of like I don't know, 100 to 120 or 140 people right. that right. that also changes. Things. That does change things. We will need to. The one thing, last thing I'll say here before we get into to some housekeeping. Um, we need to put down put put down a list of like words that we might say or brands that we might say during that podcast, mm-hmm. and look up the pronunciations beforehand because we can't be dropping any lows in front of Jean. <laughs> it's pronounced Lueve. <laughs> I hate it. I hate, I can't even. I anytime I see the Lueve logo now, I just I feel sick. <laughs> I feel I just I I want to throw up on myself. I hate it. Okay. All right. Moving we've, on. We've got we've got some topics today. Some topics I'm very excited to cover. Before we do, please go make sure that you subscribe to youtube.com slash Sunday Scaries Podcast. You can watch us on here. Barrett's got the desktop presenter showed up today. So we're gonna be looking at all the stuff. Go follow at retail.pod on Instagram. If you want our listener companions, head over to the Substack, which you can find in the description of this episode. And if you got any questions for us, feel free to email us. Get in touch with us any way you can. We see most of the stuff. Sometimes if we don't respond to a DM, I'm probably screenshotting it and saving it for later. I apologize, we can't respond to everything. But the best way to get a, a question answered is doing that. Uh, again, hopefully we see you guys out at, out and about at Derby. We don't have anything specific that we're going to be doing to like meet people anywhere, but if you do see us out and about, we'll be in the thick of a lot of different events that are pretty popular at Derby. Come say hi, come say what up. And if you can make it to New York, uh, make sure to send an email to that RSVP email and hopefully you can get, get in and do it. Otherwise, I think it's time to talk olive oil feuds and beefs. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, uh, it's a big industry, big olive oil, and thereby there are, are bound to be a lot of uh, kerfuffles. Would you say that uh, – what level of knowledge do you have of olive oil? Um, one time in Breckenridge, Colorado, <laughs> I went into a, a you know, a, a um, bespoke olive oil shop, mm-hmm, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Be careful. Is it actually bespoke? Because <laughs> I can call that olive oil <laughs> shop and have a conversation <laughs> with somebody. That is true. That's true. Uh, man, we're just going to tie, tie it all together in this episode. <laughs> it's all connected. Um, yeah. So that, you know, so I, I've, I've dabbled in a little olive oil. Um, as far as my buying habits, I 
get to Central Market and I look at the stuff and then I always end up with the Central Market brand because <laughs> it's packaged nicely. It seems like it's probably fine and it's like $10 instead of 27 So yeah, you do what I do and you look at all the expensive ones and you're like, oh, should I upgrade? Yeah. Should I upgrade this? You look at the top shelf and then you're like, uh, I don't know if I can st- like then you start to think about like what that will do to your total as you're checking out and you're like, yeah, yeah. oh man, a $40 bottle of olive oil could really sink me this week and then you just end up getting right. yeah, the central no, market. I mean, and then with grocery grocery prices right now, everything is just like it seems like they're just adding 50 cents to literally everything yeah, by the week. Um and so, you know, it's it's like I'm I'm trying to buy other stuff. I can't I got to make the sacrifices somewhere. And in the high end olive oil um, is is usually the the first thing to go. But I don't. I'm not like out here buying like the you know Hill Country Fair or like five dollar version either. I I try to use at least like okay olive oil. I yeah. guess I I didn't know anything about olive oil. I thought it'd be fun to do an olive oil tasting in Napa one time when we were out there. But everyone just wanted to drink and they they swatted me out of the gym when I pitched that idea. <laughs> Um, but when we did our wine tasting in Italy, we had a long conversation with our guide because she was very into olive oil. And she essentially told us, Americans are idiots. You guys are, uh, spineless swines who don't use good olive oil. She's like, even the college, uh, poorest university students (laughs) use good olive oil over here because that's what's in our blood. And she just made us feel like absolute peasants. Yeah. But, uh, you know, sometimes a way that I consider a product cool is by its proximity to places that I think are cool as well. And there's an olive oil that I've been seeing a lot of lately, and I'm sure everybody has just due to its, you know, presence in stores, due to remarketing ads on Instagram. But I'm talking, of course, about an olive oil that looks like it could be in the Sunday Scaries collection of things. It's called Grazza. Is that how you say it? Uh, I, I'm not sure I would have put that T in there. Graza, Graza, but maybe it does belong. Right? I don't know. You know, I'm this not. Is, this is the type of thing I'm talking about. Well, Loewe, dude, <laughs> Loewe, Ame Leon Dor. Um, but look, I'm, my algorithm is clearly on the fritz because I've never heard of this. Are you serious? Yeah, and you I haven't follow, seen this in restaurants. I, no, no, and I follow Bon Appetit and 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 peruse the olive oil and okay. So style, here's so I don't know what's happening, but I I like the way it looks. This is a brilliant idea. This little like sriracha squeeze bottle olive oil. I mean, so maybe I'm hyper aware of it because they kind of they have the same font as Sunday Scaries on their label. Oh, yeah. And yeah, while yeah, I'm yeah. not defensive of that, like I didn't create the font. <clears throat> I, I used it because I thought Nike looked really good when they used it back in the day and I really liked it. So that's why I started using it. Um I don't really have any beef in that respect. Um, but I am seeing it everywhere and it right. does make me wonder. I'm seeing it so many places that I'm starting to wonder like Okay, do the are these people good marketers or do they have a really good product? And that question I don't have an answer to. Sure. Uh, well, I didn't have an answer to it until they did one of the worst marketing uh, ploys you could do, which is complain about uh, a, uh, another company similar to you who existed before you uh, getting in your lane when you're already in their lane. Yeah. And what I'm talking about is uh, the founder went on a little LinkedIn tirade, and this has started the what people are calling the olive oil wars and i absolutely <laughs> love it it says mr benin i'm going to call him that i don't know how mr loeve uh is the <laughs> chief executive officer and co officer and co-founder of graza a direct-to-consumer startup launched in 2022 that sells olive oil and squeezable forest green plastic bottles designed for optimal drizzling and instagramming this goes for either 20 dollars for their drizzle or 15 dollars for their sizzle and uh this week on linkedin He wrote a post calling out copycat culture. And the New York Times notes in the post, he singled out a competitor's new olive oil, which is also packaged in a squeeze bottle and marketed as something to be drizzled over pizza. Quote, while friendly competition was always welcome, I do view this as blatant disrespect and am choosing to voice my discontent. He even chose to tag the company Brightland and its founder uh, and included a photo of the squeeze bottle in question. He said, hashtag founders know that this day will come. Personally, I think it's okay to get miffed when people rip you off. Yeah, it is okay to get miffed if you feel ripped off. It is not okay to go on a tirade on uh, LinkedIn about it, which uh, as a quick aside, we've never talked about LinkedIn culture or mm-hmm. hashtag founder culture mm-hmm. on uh, on this podcast, mm-hmm. but it, it's awful. It's, it's, it's real it's bad. It's the worst. It's the worst. Um, LinkedIn influencers are just, I, I mean- Get, give me the bullshit from like the wellness chicks on Instagram all day before I, I even want to touch. Do you have the LinkedIn, LinkedIn app on your phone? I do. I don't. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way I'm doing that. <laughs> like I, I have I mean, no desire. I, like I, I get on LinkedIn to look people up. 
if I meet somebody, I'm like, oh, well, their name was this and they worked here. And I'm like, I, you know, want to try to connect or track them down or something like that. Like, that's what I, that's mostly what I'm using LinkedIn for. I use it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's total I'm, vetting I'm, for me. Yeah. I'm not like scrolling the, the, my main feed, reading all the, you know, bullshit copy pastas on there. So like, if you're trying to drop a diss track on someone, you're not going to LinkedIn. I'm not going to LinkedIn. You know what this reminds me of? Do you remember, um, back in the OV Outdoor Voices heyday? Mm-hmm. When Bandier copied the OV like tri block. No, I, d- I don't ang- remember like this. Like angular leggings. This was probably 2018, 17. God, did, how did I not write about this on PGP? And uh, Ty, Ty Haney, who I've got a lot of respect for and, and you know, all, will always follow what she does because I think she's super talented and, and interesting. Um, but she went on an, like an Instagram stories tirade against Bandier. <sighs> And it was, it was a really bad look. Yeah. So like, because you, you like, you just, you, you, it's just not something that you like, you just don't air the dirty laundry like that. Like that's just part of the game of, of creating something new and popular is that there will be copycats in your wake. It's frustrating as somebody who has created some things that have been copycatted before. It's yeah. really frustrating. And, and I let it boil over sometimes. Like, but, you, but let, not, we, I've seen you like, kind of like nod and wink to it. But I not, try to do that because you know what I mean, like which is one thing. But. but it's like it's a slippery slope, though, because like let's take Slam's laptop shop for example. Right. Yeah. That, yep. It's a weird example about. because it's something that obviously benefits the Sunday Scaries brand from a social standpoint. It's very shareable. People really like it. Um, it also is a thing that is like mm-hmm. I use photos that celebrities post to themselves for this. So it's not super like creative content. It's very low maintenance content that is put out. Um, and I really don't have any ownership to it because it's difficult to trademark things that aren't a thing yet. You really have to make something a thing before you can actually trademark it. Yeah. And no one else can do that before me at this point, because I know I, I know I can do it. So I'm not really worried about that. I'll get it done. Um, what becomes weird is like, is imitation the sincerest form of flattery? Like, should I be happy that NFL teams are copying that? Or should I be annoyed that like these NFL teams are doing it? And taking something from like, I mean, it's really only me running that feed. Yeah, I think if they knew that it was just kind of one person behind it, they would maybe feel more implored to give a hat tip or something. Yeah. But it's an awkward thing because like I want the cred, but at the same time, like, am I flattered that like an NFL team or somebody else, I have a running list of brands who have posted it without attribution. And it's it's mainly a way for me to have that spite inside of me without letting it out to the world because I know it's not a good look to like go scorched earth on something right, like that. I also right. know it's not totally just. And so like this guy doing it, he did scale it back with a later LinkedIn post, which is like, <laughs> just do it on Instagram. Like no one's looking at LinkedIn. Just go do it on Instagram. Yeah. I Look, I think it can be both, right? Like here's the, the quote from uh, Ms. Ryu, who I think uh, is the founder of Mighty Patch, which is like a zit curing thing. Yeah. And her quote, I think it comes with the territory. She said, it means you're achieving some level of success if there are copycats out there. It's something that we try to definitely defend against, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And like just, I mean, at Howler, right? Like it's something that we deal with all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that looks just like us. Or if whether it's a hat or a shirt or a marketing campaign or the way that things are presented like we feel very strongly that we kind of like we're we're kind of you know forebears of this very specific niche mm-hmm. we see a lot of it happening like kind of in our wake and i think that almost what you're saying it's like we would never we we, we would never call that out out loud we never like m- you know make any type of like pointed reference to it but it, it what what we do do is like use it to kind of spur us on mm-hmm. to continue creating and like exactly. staying ahead of the curve so like for this guy and his olive oil, like he had a he 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 marketed the marketed this really well. He made it look pretty. He obviously like took this idea, which I think is also notable that chefs and like restaurants have been doing for a long time. This um, this tells me that this guy feels like he doesn't have anything on the forefront that he needs <laughs> to like get on to like release a new product with. Like yeah. So the fact that he's like up in arms about this, it's just kind of like an eye rolly. Like man, just take take your win. You're you're gonna be fine. Just keep doing what you're doing, keep creating, cre- keep innovating, innovating. And like, this is just like, like, uh, like, uh, Drew Ryu said, like, it's just part of the territory. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a weird thing, but he, he, he flew into the sun. 
unfortunately. I get it. He got he got upset. He hit that LinkedIn. Who knows? Maybe he, maybe he uh, he just woke up on the wrong side of the bed that morning. But if, if olive oil producers continue to feud, we will continue to cover it. Uh, if any other industries want to get in the mix and start feuding too, uh, I, I would love to see some caviar feuds. I would love to see. I mean, I don't even know at this point. Maybe like Malden Salt. Like maybe they'll start beefing with some other like flaky salt brands, and yeah, we can get in yeah. on that. Yeah. I'd be in for all of it. Yeah, like maybe uh <laughs> what's the main salt brand? What's the 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 Morton's? Is it Morton's? Yeah, yeah the, Morton. the girl the girl with the the yeah, umbrella. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe Morton's, like, you know, maybe Morton and Maldon just they, that would be they, great. They just start going at it on, on social media. How do you pronounce the flaky salt? I, I say Maldon. I said I said I, I said Maldon one time and someone was like, Yeah, I think you're classing it up too much. And then I went to Malden one time and someone looked at me like, What are you talking about? And I was like, Maldon? And they were like, Oh, that yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I have no clue. Loebe. Yeah. yeah. So um what about any are there any podcast feuds out there? It seems like that's a ter- that's a that's a space ripe for feuds. Yeah, po- I mean podcasts podcasts feud all the time, but like I feel like all the podcasts that are feuding are just like barstool podcasts feuding with each other. With each other, you yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> Like if we were going to start like feuding with people that would be considered like our competitors, mm-hmm. like I, I, it wouldn't feel genuine. No. I'd be like, no, like I kind of want to – instead I would like to go hang out with these right, guys and maybe right. drink some beers or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. If someone wants to come at us and like give us a reason – then we'll then right. I'll listen. Yeah, I'll listen. Yes. I I do like I do like the way that my uh, blood starts to boil a little bit when I can feel a, fe- a feud coming on. <laughs> it feels good. It feels good. That's why you want to call out these other brands. You just you're ready. You're ready to dance. You're ready to get into into a feud with somebody. I only punch up. Yeah, I'll say that too. If like if a smaller brand does a slams laptop thing and like they're doing it and I see it like I it makes me happy. I'm like hey, good for you. But if it's like. Uh, if it's a, I'll keep using the NFL team for example because I've had numerous. If I know that they have a social team and I know that social team's just being lazy, that's when I get annoyed because I'm like, nah, I've worked too hard. I've worked too hard in the last ten years to let like some some like recent grad that f- doesn't follow scary so they don't get caught. Like I, I'm not, I'm not having that. I'm not playing that game. I'm too weathered. But what I think we need to talk about now, Barrett is the main event of my timeline from the last week. Yeah. I don't know where this came from. I don't know if there was something I missed beforehand. I don't know if, if uh, this just popped up out of nowhere to everybody, but something we, that was completely unavoidable and honestly completely enjoyable to watch from afar was Sophia Richie's wedding. Yeah. This is Lionel Richie's daughter, just to get it out there. I love All Night Long, one of my favorite songs. Um. Did you have this on your radar as something that was going to be like the it so, event of the spring? I, I, I am going to um, obnoxiously pat myself on the back here Let's with go. literally no evidence to back it up. Okay. Um, but that I, you know, actually, first let me say this: this popped up on my feed. I know that Sophia Richie has been in, engaged to her uh, her her now husband for I think quite a while. I think a year and a half or two years now. Okay. I want to say. Okay. I, so I did not know that this wedding was like about to happen. Okay. It definitely started popping up on my feed when it did. And I was immediately drawn to it. It looked very cool. There's a lot of black and white photography that I am, that I really, really like. Um, as, as, as if you're listening to this podcast, you may know that I am, I am due to be married uh, early next year. Famously. So, so, so I'm famously, yes, yes. Um, so I'm taking a lot of cues from the photography, especially we also might be leaning black tie so this was a black tie this was a black tie wedding please do and um and and so i was just really really drawn to it then i saw um on the scaries feed that a lot of people were like sending you questions about this and kind of like that that there was a lot of hubbub around it and then i think somebody maybe even dm'd us or or dropped another question that was like how do we feel about sophia being the new it girl over haley now let me gas myself up club cool first 100 followers Sophia Richie, like I've been a longtime fan, but when she got engaged to to Mr. Grange here, she kind of pulled back. Mm-hmm. Like my 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 fandom really like happened when I um was mostly just like wringing my hands that would she would date Scott Disick, who I who I find to be fashionable but relatively intolerable. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of putting it. But um, that should be his Instagram bio. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I, I I've always thought she had a really good look, really good style. And, um, and so I'm to, to hear that she's kind of like getting, maybe getting her due, maybe like kind of 
Welcome to the big league, Coming Sophia. back into the spotlight a little bit is 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 great because I've, I've got a lot of time for her. Like, I, I mean, people kept asking, like, I mean, this was a lot of questions about her wedding when I asked for Sunday Scaries listener questions mm-hmm. this week. So many people were like, why do you think it's so popular? Why do you think it's going crazy? I'm like, because they crushed it. Like, there's no other, like, every look that she's had, she looks incredible in it. Yep. Every photo that's been taken, it looks like it's, like, perfect. Like, it just looks like a picture-perfect setting. I will, I'll also say, yes, a yes to all of that. They also shared immediately a lot of great imagery and photography. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's another difference is that yeah. not every, like, I, I don't remember a bunch of unbelievable, cool, unbelievably cool photography coming, coming out from like, I don't know, say... Uh, Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian's wedding. I feel well, like they, it was they, all paparazzi shots. This was like this wedding was so concise and yes. so like yeah. Yeah. regimented and seemingly well done and efficient. Whereas like the I couldn't keep up with the Kardashian Barker stuff. It right. was too much. It was I, like, what do we do? Like there's there's so many weddings going on. To to put it a different way, I almost feel like they just treated their wedding like you're like a friend on social media yeah. might treat theirs. Exactly. Where they're just like, we had this amazing party and I'm gonna dump all the photos on my on my gram because I'm really proud of them and think they're really cool. And like that's that I think that's what people are kind of maybe picking up on a little bit. It also looks legitimately fun. Which yes. most celebrity weddings, I'm sorry, do not look that much fun. Like we had Haley Bieber walking around in her Virgil Abloh like veil, and it stressed me out the entire time that somebody was going to step on it with a heel, and suddenly we got a snag in it that's worth twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> and like this looked legitimately fun. I also think that it's time for a little vibe shifting, a little away from the Amalfi Coast in Italy. I think it's time the South of France got their got more of their due. I know the South of France has always been there. I know people have been like going there for ages and it's always been a thing. Yeah. But I think I think she might have shifted the vibe very hard in the direction of the south of France for this P- summer. I, P- look, people are saying that the Amalfi Coast has been overexposed at this point, you know? It's tough out there. You know? You know? I mean, it's like Taylor Swift and her reputation era. She's just a little oversaturated. It's just too much. Yeah. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not out. I can't be out on the I can't go to the Amalfi Coast once and then be out on it. I, you could. I mean, I feel like that would be, you know, it's, it's just it's on brand, but it's too insufferable. It's too, I think. Yeah, 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 like my PR, te- my That's PR fair. team told me they're like, "Well, it's, yeah, you can't. Do you want to be insufferable, but not too insufferable." <laughs> um, what would you have worn to the wedding? Obviously, it's black tie. Would I, you have done any wild, uh, wild boy stuff? So, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think you. I think you just you got to keep it ultra classic. The the nice thing about black tie is that like you don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love it. Right. Like you actually, you, like, like in a way, like it, it's very, you know, it's very, uh, elegant. It, it, everybody looks great, but you kind of like pull out the, when everybody's uniform like that, you kind of like pull out the, the, some of the, the pomp a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why sometimes they're the most fun. Yeah. You know, one thing that I was thinking about, yeah. was like, well, if you go black tie and it, as the groom, you do a tuxedo, then you look like everybody else there. But I actually kind of like that a little bit. I kind of do too. Like there's something that I I don't know, like makes you kind of like one of the, you're one of the people at the party instead of like having to be, you know, it's the bride's party anyway, right? Like that, she's the, she's the spotlight. Exactly. So you just kind of get to get to fade into into the, to the mix a little bit. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Barrett, I'm not asking for Barrett Dudley's tuxedo rules, but I'm going to ask for your personal preference on how you've operated in the past. Are you cummerbund or are you, uh, suspenders? Okay. So, um, I have been everything over the course of the last decade and a half, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I first got into tuxedos, I actually liked the vest because Ooh, I didn't I've like, I've never been because vest. I didn't like the cummerbund. Yeah. Then, um, come, uh, when, so James Bond, the, uh, Daniel Craig casino Royale mm-hmm. was a paradigm shifting moment for the tuxedo. He wore Tom Ford and he wore a covered placket tuxedo shirt yeah th- those with, are the hottest thing with right no now. bib mm-hmm. so it didn't have the the um you know the the seam bib that like kind of then like stops like four inches above your your waistline yeah and sometimes kind of demands the cummerbund yeah it also didn't have the exposed four buttons where you like have four studs mm-hmm. and then you don't have them all the way down mm-hmm. again kind of demanding the the cummerbund yeah and he like that was like I mean, I was absolutely blown away and so taken by that. I immediately went out and got a covered placket tuxedo shirt. And for the next for the next several years, I was no cummerbund. Just basically wore it like a suit, 
maybe you do the if it, maybe you do the suspenders under for a little bit of flair. Mm-hmm. Then for a while, I went to cummerbund. See, I'm gonna because I kind of like the cummerbund. I'm not a, a, little I'm bit. Not a fork in the road. I, I I've been suspenders for the past six seven years. Yep. I feel like I need to get a cummerbund to toss in the mix every once in a while. Like I don't know. I, I don't want some. I don't need. I don't need some crazy cummerbund. But yeah. I feel like I need something. I feel like I just need one just in case I'm feeling a little saucy that day. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I think the cummerbund has like I, I'm out on the vest now because I don't like how much it covers up the shirt. It's yeah. a little too stuffy. It's too constricting. It's too constricting. I, I also feel like if you ta- if you want to take off your jacket, I like the look of a cummerbund and the shirt. Yeah. Or suspenders with a shirt. Right. Way more than vest with a shirt. Totally. And as yes. a sweat boy, I would sweat on that vest. <laughs> the entire time so I could never take the vest off all night. Um but I I do I think that there's kind of like a like an antiquated elegance and kind of old timiness that I like about the cummerbund. Yeah, I agree. Um as I as I do head into tuxedo shopping for my own wedding, it's time it's time to 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 upgrade from my bonobos one. Um I I think I'm going back to most likely covered placket with with suspenders under um and no cummerbund, no vest. Now I will say, uh, my my first my first foray into investigating a new tuxedo. I had a fitting with uh, with Sid Mashburn. Mm-hmm. They were doing like a little like pop, basically a little traveling pop up. Yeah. Um. And so they they stopped in Austin a couple weeks ago. I went for a fitting to see what they had. It turns out, just in the room, hanging out, helping guide guide me along, was it Sid Mashburn? Mm-hmm. So that was pretty sweet. Uh, and he told me that he, he does not go, they don't even sell a cummerbund or a vest. Uh, and he likes the bib shirt with no cummerbund. He likes Ooh. the exposed bib shirt underneath. Ooh, okay. I can exhale now. I have a little yeah. personal vindication. So that, Cause I, I've been rocking that for the past, like he, three times I've had a tuxedo. Sid, and so I, I, now so I have Sid's, Sid's not of approval. Sid's in on it. It's, it is totally a go. I was going to go Photoshop all the old photos <laughs> I had of me. So you didn't see them later and judge me. No, no, it's, it's more the, it's more the stud the, it's really the, the bigger thing was the studs stopping yeah. halfway down. Yeah. And then having, I never, like, I never messed buttons. with that. Yeah. So if you don't have, if you don't have that, then I, I, I'm there. I'm there for that. Uh, but but it does have the Sid Mashburn. I know the people. answer to this because I, I know who you are. Or I think I know the answer to this because I think I know who you are. You can tie your own bow tie, right? Yes. I can't. Yeah. So if I, I, if I come knocking at your door at your wedding like 10 minutes before, I'm like, hey, Barry, can you tie my bow tie? <laughs> full, full disclosure, I'm not great at it. I'm bad. But I, but I can do it. It always looks a little wonky, but at the same time, I kind of think that's part of the appeal. Yeah, it yeah. It has little, to look a little. It has to look a little off because if if it looks perfectly done, then, then it, it looks like a clip. Then it looks like a clip. You have yeah. to have it a little, a little disheveled because that's how people know, like, oh yeah, okay, he did this. Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, like. If if you are getting married in the next year, uh, make sure to add some Sophia Richie stuff to your mood board. I want to start wearing just white linen everything like she's been doing for the entire wedding time yeah. too. Like the, my favorite part of this has been her fits. The photo of her standing in front of the uh, little mini convertible, um, one down from you, Barrett. Yes. Like, this is this is a great photo dump from her. Like this is a one stuff. Can can I? Uh, well, let's let's talk a little bit about her potential as like you know new it girl status or, or rising back to that. Yes. There is a. Tell me if I'm wrong here. Tell me if you're getting this. There is a distinctly mature aspect to her style. Yeah. Which almost leans a little coastal grandma. Yeah. But like is definitely like, huh. Like it's not typical. It doesn't feel like a 26-year-old or how I, th- I think she's early to mid-20s, somewhere in that range. No, I she dresses. And, she, dre- and, it, and, and it It's all, a grown-up style. It's a very grown-up style, yes. And I wonder if if people are also kind of responding to that because for, for so long, whether it's like Kardashian or Kardashian adjacent, somebody like Hailey Bieber, like that's all that's all very like New York-y, young, street style, a lot of California type stuff mixed in there, right? Like it all feels very um it it just has that that very specific young look and this is well, if you i have, just think i just think a broader range of people can look at sophia Richie's style and like find something that like yeah that could work for me yeah. no ma- kind of no matter what what their age is yeah you can and you can probably find an alternative to a lot of the things that she's wearing that aren't going to break the bank whereas like if you try to go recreate Haley bieber's wedding stuff you're you got till death do us part and giant quotes on the veil like it's, it's going to be a difficult yeah. thing to do 
Yeah, she's she's officially she's if if there was a power if there was a website like ESPN but they just power ranked it girls she's having a good week. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. got a green arrow pointing upwards and 100%. she's she's gained a lot of ground in the last and, week. And or so. and I just I want to reiterate I want to come back to it. You said it and I think it frames it up perfectly. I think the reason that people are 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 so you know buzzy about this wedding is because it looked like an awesome time and you could picture yourself there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sophia. We know you're a longtime listener. Great wedding. We're really happy for you. We're really happy for you. Us at the retail. Oh, where uh, where are they uh, honeymooning? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Um, I would like to know, though. It looks like a pretty chill we, sitch. Uh, we got to find out. Yeah. yeah, we'll find out eventually. Okay. I know we will. Yeah, she'll she'll drop the uh, the pin after when they're once they're gone. Um, Barrett, are you familiar with? <laughs> are you familiar with uh, the Chappelle Show? I am. Uh, are you familiar with the the skit Player Haters Ball? Oh yes. Would you consider yourself to be a player hater every once in a while? Maybe behind closed doors? Maybe not yeah, sure, always? Sure, sure. I like sure. to hate on stuff all the time. I, I think I maybe do things sometimes that could be considered to be player hater. Uh, but I have never done what we're about to talk about. <laughs> this is this is such a player hater move that I can't help but like simultaneously criticize it and respect it. Uh, we've talked about this person before. His name is Derek Guy. If you're on Twitter, you've seen his tweets because Twitter has served them to you. Uh, whether you like it or not. And to be honest, he's he's a good follow for all things men's fashion. If you don't like men's fashion, you probably shouldn't follow him because that's literally all he talks about. And that's he does it a lot. He's good at it. Um, this week, uh, there was a quote tweet that he did. There's a guy named Jackson Hinkle. Uh, I don't know much about Jackson Hinkle, but I can make a lot of uh, assumptions. assumptions based on the photo posted, <laughs> which is him in a suit holding a uh, a handgun. And it says Gen Z is pro-gun. Derek Guy at Die Workwear decided to quote tweet this and create a tweet thread out of this. And it says, how to tell if a suit is bespoke. So he pretty much just, just absolutely flamed this dude. Well, the guy responded and he said, what bums me out is when people like you try to smear talented bespoke tailors because you don't like my, pro- my politics. To which Derek Guy responded in the most player-hater way I've ever seen. He said, I got my info from your tailor and from the photos you posted. I called him to ask about this process. <laughs> Even he said that his base price is not the full bespoke standard, although he can do that if asked. So he called this guy's tailor to talk about this guy's suit because they beefed on Twitter. I can't think of a scenario where I've ever gone that far to dunk on somebody unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Derek is an ultra progressive guy. And so he takes a lot of opportunities on Twitter to uh, to dunk on conservatives, especially conservative politicians, and especially uh, their 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 choice of uh, of suiting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's definitely a pastime of his, I, which I, I'm mostly here for that. This does go into the kind of like, well, actually vibe, which is regardless of who you're trying to take on or, or take down can be a little grating and obnoxious. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like when he's, he was the one who really started the whole conversation around Dave Portnoy's uh, brick watches. And he's the one who really started explaining what makes a watch expensive, what makes a watch nice and why you shouldn't buy uh Portnoy's watches, why they are overpriced. And that, that's how he, he got, I think, a ton of his following just from that beef that blew up what sure. he does. Yeah. Um, and Derek Guy, for me, is somebody that if I want to have some knowledge on bespoke tailoring, tailoring in general, he is probably the number one resource online for this at this point when it comes to people in our demo. Yeah. Um, what I don't identify with when it comes to him is the necessity to have this conversation all the time. Like this is his world. So I respect that he's living in that world. Tailoring, suiting, things like that, they don't really move the needle for me that much unless I'm directly having to confront it for myself. And so it's not something that I'm super into. And so I don't really understand why you would need to call someone's tailor to tell them that their suit sucks. I respect it, (laughs) but I don't know why you would need to do that. Um, I I don't know. Like, Does he know that the way that some of his tweets come off are a little like – unnecessarily dunking on people or does he like that about it uh that's a that's a great question and i don't think i can't I, tell the self-awareness it, level it, it's very hard to tell yeah and again i'm not i don't want to criticize him because i do think that he's really good at what he does it's just not for everybody whether or not you're kind of into the fashion or style world in general 
It's possible, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that one of his gigs is as a professor, potentially an adjunct professor okay. somewhere. Okay. He also, through the course of all of this, has remained anonymous and like won't post pictures of himself. Um, which so I I I all of that leads me to believe that there may be some lack of self-awareness, but I could be 100 percent wrong on that. Yeah. Because it's it it's so frequent and so often that it kind of like He's got to know, right? I started reading Put This On, or at least I started following it on a couple of things because that's the blog that uh, they work from. But they also haven't done anything from it since 2022. And so it's like, it's kind of harder to get gather information about him outside of just what he's doing on Twitter. Um, I don't follow him. And part of the reason I don't follow him is because I just get served his content so much that yeah, I don't need don't to even follow need, him. You don't like, even need to. I feel like I see the important stuff and that's fine with me because I follow you know, fashion and style on Twitter. I follow those topics and stuff like that. But if he's going to start just dunking on people and calling their tail, like if he's going to call the the circling back hotline to tell me that I said Lueve wrong on the Sunday Scaries podcast, sure. like, I'm going to start gaining respect for this guy like <laughs> through and through. Uh, well, Derek, if this makes it, all the way to your ears. Um, come on the podcast. I would love to have him on sometime. Yeah. I would love to. I, I want. I, I honestly want to have an honest conversation about the uh, the how he has dealt with the people that dislike him because Twitter uh, serves him well. Because yeah. yeah. that's got to be a really frustrating thing. Being so good at what you do that people start to dislike you because they're annoyed with seeing it. Um, part of what he kind of finishes with here, like it bums me out. He says it bums me out when custom tailoring shops misrepresent their services as bespoke because this makes things harder for real bespoke tailors. If a tailor tells you a suit is bespoke, but you only get one fitting and you see machine picked lapels, beware you are being lied to. Uh, but another just kind of like funny wrinkle is that this is talking to such a tiny, tiny, tiny small audience and the people that are upset about it like most of us like <laughs> aren't going and worrying about this stuff. like who who i mean do you do you know a single person that has ever had a suit made bespoke i don't know like what to be honest like the word bespoke almost scares me away from things at this point because it like well to, okay to to derek's point like the those two like m made to measure or mtm and bespoke have in a lot of ways been like mashed up and, yeah. they, and they are different. So I don't even know, like I have a friend who has a really nice suit and I know that he went through numerous fittings, but I don't know if that's bespoke versus just made to made measure. To measure. Yeah. yeah. Like I yeah. have no clue. And I, I, I almost feel like the world has gotten so casual that the conversations surrounding suiting are going to go away at some point. I think, might, I think it's really going to be might. a dying art faster yeah. than a lot of other things going on. Um, the, this, if you, if you but, have us pulled up on YouTube, if you don't ever get this, if you don't ever look at the mirror and you and this is what the jacket on you looks like, and you're covered in chalk, it, that, then it, it it wasn't bespoke. There you go. I mean, that, yeah. that's the easy that that is what I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that's the easiest way to tell. If you never have that on your body with all the you know you see it in movies, you see it in Bond or Ocean's yeah. Eleven or whatever, where like you have on the suit that like has all of the stitching exposed and it looks like very unfinished and like mm -hmm. there's no buttons on it and there's all sorts of chalk lines and needles and all that type of shit. Like that, you then that that's you, you're in a bespoke process there. Mm -hmm. But if mm -hmm. you're just trying on, like like you know, they put stuff on you off the rack and they're making adjustments and pinning stuff on something that looks more like a already like close to finished jacket, then then you're more likely in the made to measure territory. I've never looked up a bespoke suit because I've never been in the market for one. How much would I be expecting to spend if I was like I'm going full bespoke? Um, full bespoke, like less real real bespoke, like we're talking about here. I don't I don't think you're getting anything under $3,000. That's kind of what I imagined. Yeah. That's kind of what I imagined. Yeah. I'm just going to stick with my suit supply for right now. I, yeah, exactly. I, I don't, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't have the, I don't have the, uh, that's all, that's, that's what, that, that's what serves most people now because we're just, we're not wearing suits every day. I don't have the social schedule to, no. su to support getting or, or the job. Like that's the yeah. thing. Like if I had a job where I had to go to a lot of things or, 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 like events, meetings, whatever, like maybe I'll go get a really nice suit. Yeah. Right now, yeah. I wear a suit maybe once a month. And that's a big maybe at this point, now that I'm out of like the the real throes of weddings. Yeah, right. Like I, I don't have too many weddings in my crosshairs. Yours is one of them. Randy, how many how many times a, a year are you wearing a suit? Uh, just weddings. So probably maybe like uh, two. And for do you know here? it? A game show podcast. Oh, I guess then every you know the last <laughs> Tuesday of every month. Mm -hmm. But you're you're being very eco friendly and going all thrifted for those suits, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Actually, all, all actually I'm getting one Sheen suit per month. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and they will still be they will still be in a landfill uh, two hundred yeah, years yeah. from now I'm gonna when, sick when we're all I'm gonna burned sick off Derek the earth. On you to come after you for those sheen suits. Yeah, we're gonna put Derek Guy on the case, and he's gonna absolutely flame Randy. <laughs> no, no, they're all Goodwill and you know mom pop thrift stores. <laughs> uh, um, we talked about it earlier, but we gotta talk about it again. We haven't done this very much, uh, but I thought this was an especially good drop from Amelion Door, and so I thought it was worth not only posting on Instagram about it from the retail therapy account but also just kind of getting a couple nods on some favorite items i didn't get to talk to barrett yesterday uh did you get the early access email uh-huh um was anything sold out that you would have bought um n- not when i opened it i was uh, i'm 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 very i'm keenly aware of when this stuff is happening uh i i would call it a, a small addiction um and so yeah no i'm on 10 a.m on thursdays like when when there's been posts on ald's instagram account i am I'm ready and awaiting the, uh, the the email there. So no, nothing was sold out. I I now this was a big collection to drop, and I like to per, and I like to peruse. I'm like I'm I'm just how stressful is it to peruse while you it, get that early access? It so is something's going to sell is. out while it's in your yeah, car. Yeah, it is because but I but I I've kind of removed myself from the game mostly, and so like I you know I put the I put the rose colored Rico shirt in my cart. Mm-hmm. Then found the other couple of things that I was pretty sure that that I that I wanted, and when I went to check out, the Rico shirt was out of stock, yeah. and that was fine. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I have a Rico shirt, as I've already mentioned. I have enough lace shirts. Chris is about to have a Rico shirt. I definitely do not need this one, but like the the, the fact that I knew that it was like a, a piece that was going to sell out, of course, adds to that psychological like n- motivation clicked, to buy it. I clicked in eight minutes after the email was sent. No Rico shirts. Yeah, I wasn't going to get one either way, but I, it was it was something I noticed because I've 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 been amazed by how fast they sell. Those yeah, things it, out. It, it was pretty quick. It was a it was a few only a few minutes. I mean, I scrolled fast. Are you willing to say what you actually bought? Sure, sure. I'll I'll, I'll throw it. I bought one thing on yesterday. Um. So, along with drop two here, uh, let's just go ahead and and uh, and pull it up. Um, ALD did their, do you know if they put that, that, that lookbook on their website? Let's find out. Uh, the lookbook? No, the, the, the new thing that they did, the, uh, the, 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 the where they do the burrow. Yeah. Kind of like the world's burrow. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, that... I don't know if they put it on the actual site. It's not definitely on their Instagram. Um, well, here, while you look for that, uh, I want to talk about some of the items I put on, um, on the Instagram yesterday at retail.pod. Yeah, go, go for it, and I'll pull up on the Instagram. Honestly, I put the soccer jersey as the lead image here. I just did it because it seemed expected from retail therapy. I don't especially love the soccer jersey because I don't really like inauthentic soccer jerseys for me, but I'm also a soccer snob, and I'm, I'm aware of that. I do think it's as about as well done as you can do a fake soccer jersey. I'm also wearing a fake soccer jersey right now, so don't listen to anything I'm saying. <laughs> Um, Wait, what is your what is your fake soccer jersey? I'm wearing a Ragazzi jersey. I don't know. I saw it on Instagram. I thought it was sick, so I bought it. Is that the is that the one where there was the the super dope black one? I don't know. Remember when we when, remember when we were talking about there was some some re release of like this black shirt that was might have been this something associated yeah. with this. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I did get. Uh, I regret to inform the timeline that uh, my obsession with knitwear from ALD continues and I have too many dark sweaters and so I finally decided to bite the bullet and get a light colored sweater and I bought the eyelet knit crew neck sweater in white Uh, it's uh, the perfect sweater for me during the cooler times in Austin it's the perfect sweater for what I would need especially summertime in Michigan Michigan it's perfect for those things it's perfect for a vacation wedding I'm going to this summer uh, out of town and yeah. I, it, it seemed worth it to me it was also one of the items that I saw in the original lookbook where I said I can't wait for that to come out so I can see what it looks like on the site because I really want to get it and in uh, the fact that it was available two hours after they sent the early access email I thought well just do it and if you hate it you'll get a store credit but yep. just do it uh, yes this was this this is a, an item that I really really like as well you mentioned your Michigan trip I've got my beach trip in June I thought about it for something like that if it just if it was more consistently cooler on those June North Carolina nights, like it gets to like maybe high sixties. Mm-hmm. If it was like low sixties consistently, I think this would have been an, a, a pretty easy purchase. This will I, be my summer sweater for the next three but years. I, but I do love the eyelet sweater. You're getting a little bit of that like meshy lace kind of open knit 
um, you know, sexiness from from it. And so that's that's a great call. And I, I've never been one of the only categories that where I've never been disappointed by an item uh, from Ame's knitwear. Oh yeah, the, the only place that I like, yeah, it's it's the one thing that I know that I I will never feel like I got screwed spending the money on their knitwear. Unless no. it's something crazy expensive, but like anything I've gotten from them has withstood the test of time. It's been something that I've worn a lot of. And so I, I really ride for them in this respect. The other stuff I put on there were some floral pants that I thought were kind of interesting. I absolutely loved the duffel bag that they put out. I thought the that was pretty duffel. Yeah, awesome. Pretty sweet. Um, the suede jacket that I thought was incredibly inexpensive for a suede jacket from Ame Leon Dor, which makes me wonder how thin that actually is. You, they, they, they have managed to keep their leather program relatively like all you know all things considered and and competitors and, and peers in the space like they they, they kind of write in that let's see what how much was the the, the suede jacket 295 i think oh that can't be real suede that that's uh yeah tell yeah. me tell me tell me that i shouldn't like kick myself was it this guy right here it. yeah yeah that's a brushed nylon so okay. it's like it's like a suede material that, okay that kind of looks and feels like that but isn't actually suede. okay when i thought when i saw 295 for a suede jacket from ald i was like what why is the world upside down right now there's like shorts on the site that are more expensive than yeah. this great looking jacket though this is the type of the, the this is a piece of the world that ald lives in where they just like nail like very traditional things like yeah. this looks that this is very preppy it's very trad but it's very modern it could be from literally any decade of of the last you know seven or eight like and that they they you know they just they crush that little niche right there where mm -hmm. it just i mean that, I, that's why this brand i think got so popular is because it appeals to so many different people that are attracted to so many different like genres of clothing and mm. and, and subcategories mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this uh, there's like so much in here that they released, I was I was very taken aback when I saw that there were like five pages to go through yesterday. Yeah, um, let's quickly mention the um, <clears throat> the little cropped practice football jerseys. What, what's up here. with this? So you and the homies showing up for beers with these? So here here's what I'll say about this: cropped is big in menswear right now, and if you are of a certain ilk, maybe the Nolita dirtbag making get ready with me videos on TikTok type. Mm -hmm. Even going full crop top is potentially in your wheelhouse right now. This is also a less expensive item at just over a hundred bucks. And I, I'm, I'm gonna say this. If I was if I was in my 20s, I, I probably would have grabbed one of these. But at 36 years old, I cannot do the fake sports mesh cropped jersey top. No, it's, no, out, it's out for me. You're also like, you're also like core privileged. So like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is not something that is ever going to grace Will's, uh, Will's shopping bag. No, I, I like whenever they, whenever they take like a jersey, uh, they did it a lot with their sunny collection. Like they'd take like one of the practice basketball jerseys and they, the way that they styled it, it was like, oh man, I would love to do that. But then it's like, hold on. If I wore this. This outfit people would look at me like what is this guy doing like why is he wearing a uh, a mesh basketball jersey over like uh, a t-shirt with like running leggings on yeah, and yeah. then like the matching shorts like does he play for this team yeah why, yeah why is he not athletic enough to look like he plays for this team um on the complete opposite side of the spectrum from young guy hip football cropped jersey they did uh this massive bandana golf straw hat now should I we do, have gotten I, these for derby i do feel like you might need one of these for the golf course yeah should, i mean i want this for derby like i know like they <laughs> I, I was told not to do a derby hat but this actually seems perfect for for retail therapy does kentucky derby it's true it's true it would have been very 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 on brand um i think you had the westerns on your the the polka dot western which dude is, I I had those in here Patently not because I insane, love them, but I they're cool. Very, I was just like, cool. what's going on here? Like, are we just doing polka dot western shirts? Yeah. Um. So I, here I have pulled up the uh, some of the images from like their kind of like Worldsboro campaign where they have friends and family come in and kind of style themselves or get help styled. And I, from what I understand, you get to kind of go in. They've got everything on a rack, and you just kind of like I, I I'm sure there's some instruction because they can't have everybody in the same kit, but like. You, you basically get to do your thing. It's always unbelievable that the, the way it's all put together is just always sells certain items, especially when it comes to the women wearing it. Mm -hmm. And this photo right here sold me on the cargos, which probably won't fit. But but I, I that that's what I went for is the uh, the kind of like I believe they're calling this color uh, laurel oak this season. Okay. And, okay. and I'm, I'm very into it. So I tried out the cargos and then 
I'm not typically an, an ALD accessories guy, Will. I do not, you know, a lot of people kind of collect them like, like they did with Supreme stuff. And it's one of the first things that they go after, et cetera, et cetera. I, I, I just don't, I generally don't have room or space for it. Um, and so I skip them until this drop. Until this drop, you get the like a little mini weed grinder or something. No, um, <laughs> nope, not not smoking enough uh, enough loud to to justify that. Uh, <laughs> my current stage, but um, I did go for here. They are. I went for the coffee mugs. Oh, let's go, Barrett. Yeah, let's go. They're they're real porcelain. They're not plastic. I really like this little orange logo. The the kind of the orange yeah, graphic cool. that they did. And then most crucially of all, most crucially of all. They are dishwasher and microwave safe. Need that. Yeah. I'm, Need not, that. I'm not hand washing coffee cups. I, I have to admit, I've, I I own one ALD mug and it was a total like, eh, fuck it. I'm already spending way too much on this item. Let's just throw this in the cart. I, I mean, like I, the mug though. I, I set a four here, man. Yeah. You you're, know, you're, I got the, you're that's the other good. thing. It's like, I don't, I, I don't, I didn't have to, I could just throw the set in the cart. Very easy. What about the jungle ripstop shirt? The, that's what? a that's a wild one. Right? I'm so confused by this because I it seems like something I would love, but like this seems a little too aggressive. No, scroll up one. Uh, oh, was it on that page? Yeah, you just missed it. Um, it just seems very aggressive. I think it's kind of an interesting item, but I do feel like in order to wear this, you'd literally have to be walking into a jungle. Where did I miss it? Maybe I thought something. No, no, no. I think I got to go. I oh, got to go bad. back one more. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a, it's kind of a wild looking material that I don't really have a a beat on i don't i don't really understand what's happening here if it would be comfortable or really uncomfortable in this climate down here in texas let's see here we go yeah yeah um it's i think it's a little too safari-ish for you know it's like straight up safari gear yeah the the i'm i'm into the big patch pockets uh but with this big like covered you know like button placket and then the short sleeves like you just look like you're about to be like snapping photographs of a you know let's make a, randy a, wear a, this of to a the, bingle tiger let's have randy wear this to the retail therapy austin meetup he has to go full jungle ripstop gear yeah i'm into it okay that, that we'll take all our ad revenue from the and month put, and put, put it, it towards the, randy's outfit, outfit for the outfit. thing it'll like be worth it, it. i like it I'm it'll be it. worth it yeah yeah let's do some wish list items barrett i'll start please because i'm really not turning the page very much right now uh, something that was sold out during this drop was uh, the matching shorts with the eyelet sweater that I got. And even though I don't need these, I'm putting them on my wish list because I kind of want them. <laughs> okay. I love the idea of having a matching set of ridiculous like Reopen, knitwear. Closed tab. Um, and so I, I did the eyelet knit short. Uh, it is currently sold out, which is a good thing. I have signed up for the notifications for if somebody decides to like, you know, yeah, return yeah, them. Yeah. That being said, even even when they're sold out, like they were still a little, they were too much, too more than I'm willing to spend in general. I don't even know how much they were now because it says sold out. Well, I'm dying to see you in the matching Dude, set. I'm I just dying. I need it. I need the matching set. I want to be hungover on a Sunday, and yeah. I want to I want to go to like a, a really bougie ass brunch and just my matching eyelet uh, knitwear. Yeah, it just sounds so comfy. Uh, this is a total comfort play, not an imminent cop. Yeah. Not yeah. an imminent cop. Okay. All right. Well, you know, just just keep your keep your head on a swivel and 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 locked into those uh those restock notifications. I know. They, they actually work. Have you done have you ever done that with them? I have. Yeah. Like you gotta be these days you gotta be very quick, but but they do it does, you know, it, it works. I think you and I are quicker than like ninety nine percent of the world, even though we don't know if we are or not. Like we probably just naturally are. I think that's 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 likely. Um, okay, for me. Uh, I'm, I'm throwing it over to our friends at Nordstrom Let's uh, go. because I, as, as you know, we got to do our try-ons and, uh, the, this piece here, this exists in the same world as your eyelet shorts, I believe, or this is not an imminent cop. It's prohibitively expensive at the moment, but, um, it does feel like a piece that will likely make it to sale. And if it does, I'm copying because this was, this is a, a, a John Elliott piece, a frequent contributor to my wish list. Um, and, uh, it's the patchwork military shirt, which I kind of scoffed at when it came out. And even here in these product photos, like it, it just is not doing it justice. Um, I posted my try on photo on mm -hmm. my Instagram. Mm -hmm. This thing is awesome in person. Is it less, uh, is it, are the, is, is there less of a stark contrast less between a, the patches? Because it, 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 it sort of, 
like there there is definitely contrast but it does not read like this like it, this reads like blue and yellow and green almost but this is almost like I, this is one of those items that is so wronged by the bright studio lighting of a photo shoot for a website where yep. you know that if you were in a bar or out in public in shade like it's not going to look this aggressively um whatever the word would be yeah um but this but um I, you know and i'm the there's like the details, like it's different materials. One of them's like a really fine whale corduroy. Some of the kind of like fraying work on the seams. It's just really, really well done. Yeah. So, uh, so shouts to Nordstrom for having this in stock up at the domain because now, uh, now I have something that I definitely shouldn't be buying. Yeah, on, now it's on just my be, on my wish list. Now you're just gonna be thinking about it for the next however long. Yeah. Oh, Barrett, this was a loaded episode. Very. I, very. I, I'll be honest. This this I I enjoyed the fuck out of this episode. <laughs> It was um, a good one. It's a great one to 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 send us off to uh to our upcoming trips. I think you know what I mean. This is uh, yeah. This we're really is, about to grow the brand. The next time you hear from us, we may have horse voices. Not a pun for the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're about to go in the thick of it. So if if you guys uh if anyone's in the area, uh whether it's New York, whether it's uh, Louisville, Kentucky, come say hi. We'd love to see you guys. Anything? Any closing thoughts, Barrett? Oh man. Randy, just ring that bell one more time for our for our guys over at ALT. Um at how how what what's the length of the line at ALD when we're in New York that we're willing to stand in? It's not big. It's not big for me. <laughs> no, it's no, not. I've already been. Like you I, got you got but there's you have not been to the Crosby to the Crosby pop-up. To the to the it, it's not it's it's not on a we'll on get some right we'll now. get some coffees and yeah. we'll hang out we'll do it I think we gotta I think we gotta we gotta just we gotta live we gotta live the scene I'm, I'm gonna DM I'm gonna DM Teddy and get him to the the RT event yeah and then we'll get a private showing of everything there we go and maybe a discount yeah. like maybe he'll just like you know yes. maybe he'll like take it out he take should it out of inventory for we us him on the podcast enough maybe and then next time for the in the next campaign you'll see barrett and i just grabbing stuff off the rack <laughs> maybe on instagram a little bit yeah, yeah. On, yeah. put, it, put so. us in the campaign teddy please that's it though uh thanks everybody for listening and uh we'll see you soon see you guys later